Welcome to the Basilea Hollywood Podcast, a community of friends committed to the message and practice of Jesus and His kingdom. Uh, let's uh, let's get into the scripture. This is a great scripture today. So uh, this is Matthew seven one through six, <clears throat> the judgment talk. This is uh, yeah. Who needs Bibles? <laughs> this is a part of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount where he was just laying it down, just laying down how we do things and the best way to do things. And uh, this is one of the most I'd say one of the most misquoted uh, passages, I believe. People use it, you know, a lot of times throughout history, people in our own lives, we use scripture to justify our behavior, and hopefully we can clear up some things and really get into this. So, if everyone can read this with me, let's, uh, we'll go right all the way through it from beginning to end. Do not judge so that you will not be judged, for in the way you judge, you will be judged. And by the standard of measure, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take that speck out of your eye, and behold, the log is in your own eye. You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Do not give what is holy to dogs, and do not throw your pearls before swine, or they will trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. It's kind of grotesque at the end there. (laughs) It's, It's real. So, it's been used so many times in the wrong way, and so let's get into the context of what Jesus says. You know, anytime, that's why I hate watching the news. I can't watch the news anymore because people love to take quotes from people and then just blow them all over the internet and then you get the context a day later. But after you've already wasted two times in front of, I'm sorry, wasted two hours in front of CNN watching this, this stupid like thing be rehashed over and over without any context. So let's look up some other scripture and other things that Jesus said. John 7, 14, I believe, 24, yeah. Do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. Do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. Seems to almost contradict what he said earlier, do not judge. He's actually saying to judge here, but he's saying a way to do it, a way to judge. And then the next verse is Matthew 18, 15. This is all Jesus talking here. This is all his words. If your brother sins, go and show him his fault in private. If he listens to you, you have won your brother. So in this way, it would almost seem to require some kind of judgment in order to go to your brother and tell him his fault. So that's what I love about Jesus. Because Actually, let's go at one more. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 5.12. This is Paul talking. For what have I to do with judging outsiders? Do you not judge those who are within the church? So in this one, Paul is actually saying that we don't judge people outside the church. We judge people within the church. He's saying we judge people within the church. So, 
there's some context here. And that's what I love about Jesus, because Jesus allows himself to be misinterpreted, because Jesus doesn't want to give us a user manual that we just take and we run away and we just apply on our own. He wants to use these laws with us. He wants to teach us how to judge. He wants to teach us the way he's doing things. He wants relationship. He doesn't want just like a set of laws where you just go out and and do your own thing. He wants to work with you. He wants relationships. So that's, if you walk away with anything, let's remember that right now because we get so much wrong and, and especially, gosh, in this world, this world is so lost, but, it, but the church, I think, is so lost sometimes because we just, we take things out of context and we just, we live sloppy lives because we don't understand what Jesus is saying. We don't know him. And we hurt a lot of people as a result. So, um, so, Judging, uh, I had a talk with one of my buddies this week. It, funny enough, before I, I, I got this sermon, uh, we were just talking this week about how, like, actually, you know, I, I tell people to judge now. I, I, think, I, think, I think it's a lost art because we've just, we've, we've shut down a lot of our senses. We've shut down a lot of, our, of, uh, of what the gifts God has given us to discern what's going on in this world. We've shut them down, and we've paid the price for it as a church and individually. And so I want to clear this up. So judging... Is a, is a gift from God. The discernment is a gift from God. It's a survival instinct even, too. I mean, if you're out in the wild, and you're in the jungle, and, and you see an animal you've never seen before, immediately, you're going to stereotype that animal for your own safety and for your survival. You're going to see, okay, what other animal has those kind of teeth? Okay, oh, a tiger has those kind of teeth. Okay, that could be bad, all right? What kind of animal has those kind of moves? Okay, yeah, a tiger. Okay, yeah, so, so, so two things are deadly, all right? And you're going to match things up and stereotype this animal based on your own survival. So you don't go up and try to pet it. You'll know you need to climb a tree or just run or pray and make <laughs> peace with God. Make your peace with God. Um, and I've seen so many stereotypes in life be very helpful but obviously we know that there's several stereotypes that are hurtful and cause harm to people and cause harm to yourself because they're, they're false and untrue. But it doesn't mean we throw the baby out with the bathwater. We do, there is a benefit to our mind coming up with shortcuts to understanding people and boxing them in even. But the goal, I would hope, is that we don't put a whole box on them, but we just take notes, but we leave the jury out, Okay. Take notes on people, but, don't leave, but leave the jury out. Don't, don't come up with a determination of who they are and what they're all about, because that's where we get so far off. Um, funny enough, I couldn't find my normal notebook this week when I went to, to write sermons on, and I found this old notebook that was under my desk, and the page before was a poem I'd written uh, for Streaming Hope here, and the, the topic was judgment. And so... Rather than go into the, some of the stories where I've been like, I've, ju- I've been judged my whole life. We've all been judged our whole life by our appearances and by, you know, people thought I was shallow, arrogant, a meathead. Uh, just, I, I did a car commercial one time, actually, and it got on the internet on YouTube, and it's, it was hilarious but also hurtful reading all the comments. I mean, I was just talking about a car. I was just a nice guy talking about a car, and I, there was the worst things written about me. I mean, it's like, oh, what a jerk. This guy is an... Uh, you know, like really bad words, like horrible things about me. These people don't know me, but like, oh, yeah, look at him sitting in that car. I mean, and they just completely judged me without knowing a cent about me. And it, it, it hurt, but it was also funny, too. Um, okay, so I'm going to read this poem. This, is, this, is, uh, this one, I, I think, really, uh, it's kind of going to your own space about how, what you've experienced in judgment. 
It's quick how we think. We consume like we drink in great quantities without sips. And then we spit it out without thought. Our finger on the trigger of our lips, discerning little, deciding much. Cutting corners with shortcuts. You call it Cliff Notes version, but really it's a perverted crutch. Just to save you some sweet time. Craving answers like rabid panthers, black and white foaming out of your mouth. Generic truth to suit your mood. Finding facts to fight attacks on whoever's before you. The endless race to replace everyone before you. My face, your palette, you paint things on. Exercising all your ugliness, expunging all your wrong. And I know what you see because I see what you see in me. I've seen your shadows, but I've missed your face. I've clenched for battle when you've given chase. Most of your soul's items I've, rep- I've misplaced with whatever I feel is there, whatever just makes me scared. Without his light in my eyes, all I see is your shape and size, your silhouette. It tells me something, almost nothing true, save an outline with an empty hue, which I fill in the blanks with and call you. That's the you I see, not the you that's there, the you made by me. hurts. It really hurts sometimes. All the time to be judged. I've done it, and I've had it done to me. But does that mean we throw it out and we, say, we stop judging? And that's what I did for so many years. So many times I just, I just say, oh, oh, I'm just going to just erase and, and, just, and keep pressing delete every thought I have about a person. And then I end up in horrible relationships. I end up with bad people and, and trusting people I have no business trusting. Because I just, oh, I'm just going to delete it. Because I'm, I'm judging, I'm judging. And it's, it's wrong. It's really wrong. Um, let's look up uh, 7-2, Matthew 7-2. And it says, uh, the measure between, yeah, the way you judge, you will be judged. And by the standard of measure, it will be measured to you. So how strict you are with others is how strict you're going to be judged. And, and that could mean God, but most often, it's how you're going to judge yourself, whether you like it or not. If you're hard on other people, you're going to be so hard on yourself, and vice versa. You can see so many people, like the, the mean dads of this world, there's so, there's so many mean, mean dads, and you see that they don't like themselves. They're so hard on themselves, and that's why they're hard on their kids, and vice versa. It's, it's really, it's, there's a pattern there. There's a quote that says, we don't see the world as it is, we see it as we are. We project a lot. Oswald Chambers has a great quote that says, our character determines how we interpret God's will. Our character determines how we interpret God's will. And that's, oh gosh, this is a great verse. It's Psalm 18. It says, to the blameless, you show yourself blameless. To the pure, you show yourself pure. But to the shrewd, you show yourself shrewd. And I wholeheartedly believe that he's not saying that, that God is shrewd toward people who are shrewd. It's almost like those shrewd people can't even imagine what God is like. When, when I'm being shrewd, when I'm being very just that way, it's so hard for me to imagine God being any different. And, and other people as well. I just project onto him and I project on other people. And that's what we need to really get away from. And we need to resolve this because we're going to carry around projections our whole life and we're going to misunderstand God, misrepresent him. We're going to misunderstand ourselves and everyone else in our life. We're not going to appreciate our spouses, our friends, and our family. It's almost as if if when something in our character changes, it unlocks a vision of who God is and who other people are. When something shifts, it unlocks something. 
Yeah, it's so beautiful. Um, all right, uh, where's Jeremy? Jeremy Byrne. Can you come up for a second? Yeah, yeah please. You might, you might come up here. Um, this is someone, we, we have a secret sin in, the, in here uh, I want to call him out on. And, uh, yeah. I will now judge you. Okay. Oh. Grab this guy. Where do you want me? What is it? Conjunctivitis? It's actually pink eye. You know what pink eye comes from? Okay, actually. Well, just put your hand out. You gotta put your hand out. Just put your hand, this hand, all the way out. No, I just okay. Go ahead and get it out. Okay, I see what's happening. Yeah. Oh, you just actually made it worse. You made it worse. You know, actually, this there's something in your eye that actually just poked my eye. That's profound. Think about that. You're, this thing in your eye is keeping us from actually touching, literally. Okay, give it one more try. One more try. Okay, good. Just careful, because this thing's really close now. It's really actually okay. It's not gonna work. No, that thing is longer than your arm. That was it. Okay. So silly. It's like junior high, uh, you know. Um, but it does illustrate something. He came up with that for a reason. That's that's ridiculous. That's so ridiculous. But we're doing it. We're probably doing it now. We're probably, we're probably doing it in some way right now with somebody or with a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, probably. It's, and uh, there's a video game called Blind Surgeon, and it's uh, and it's. Oh, it's so bad. It's, you basically just like, torture this person because like, you, you're not like, watching where you're going and, and you just kept, and the, the person bleeds. It's really, I found it online and it was just like, I, I was, yeah, yeah, because like, that's what it is. Like, like that's what Jesus is calling us blind surgeons. Like, if we're trying to get something out of someone's eye with a giant plank, we would never trust someone to do that. We would never trust, and, and that's why we have so much so much problems in the church because we, we just, we, we try, to, try to do that and we end up hurting someone so we never judge ever again. We never try to help anyone ever again. But that's not the way to do it either. There's a, there's a, there's a solution. Um, gosh, so many times people have come up to me and tried to correct things in my life and I can see they're so jealous or they're, they're prideful. They think they're so much better than me or they're just insecure about something and it is, it is so... And, and, they may be right about what they're, they're approaching me on. They may be so right on about what they're saying about me, but it's almost like it pushes me away from wanting to even change because I'm like, you, you know, you're so off that I, I can't even, I, I don't even want to think about what I'm doing, and I almost want to do it more just to spite you. And, and that's when the, the danger here is that there's, God is so gentle with us. The Holy Spirit is so gentle. If you've ever been convicted by the Holy Spirit, it is the sweetest thing. It is like, it's like falling on foam, and it is, it is like so sweet and gentle. It's like, hey, something's wrong, but you can, we can change this, and you can change this. It's so nice, but when we come in, we just, 
we just jam planks in people's eyes and we just tear things up and cause damage. And hardness of heart. I think that's why there's so much sin in the church that is just locked up because we've had so much scar tissue built up over it because no one took the plank out of their own eye to help the people around them. We'd be less likely to change. So to recap, what I think Jesus is saying here is that he's saying do not judge. He's saying let's just shut down the factory. Let's just stop. Shut down your judgment factory. Pull the plug. Send your, your workers home for the day. And, and let's just do a reevaluation of what you're doing. All right? And then if you really want to judge, if you really feel called, if you see something that you really feel is important, do a full soul searching and, and, and come to me. Take that plank out of your eye. And then after and then then you can actually like look at the person and say, I mean, uh, let's go to the, the, fifth, the sixth verse, sorry. And discern whether they're a dog or a swine. I mean, this is heavy language here for Jesus. This is heavy language. But he's being real. He's just being real. There's, there's some people who are, who are so stubborn and, and so closed off to, to correction that uh, they're not going to receive anything. So to use some judgment, use some discernment on, on like what you, you know, don't just go up to someone, well, I told them, I told them they were wrong, so you know, I, I did my part, and it's like, well, no, you didn't. You just pushed them farther away and, and made them even more hard than they already are. Like, like, let's use discernment, use wisdom. There's so much wisdom that he has, and he wants to show us how to use the judgment he's given us. He calls us to be as wise as serpents and as innocent as doves. Wise as serpents. That, that, sounds, that sounds dark again, but he's calling us to that. As wise as serpents and as innocent as doves. But I think a lot of times we just change that around, and I've made it to, I, I cut out the wisdom part, cut out the serpent part, and I just make it ignorant as doves. And I, I, just, I just go around, and I don't, I don't see anyone sin. And I, I, if I see it, I just ignore it, and I ignore it within myself, and we just make this, this nonverbal agreement to not challenge each other and to not call anything out in each other's lives. And that's, that's a recipe for disaster. You're just going to ruin friendships and you're going to ruin relationships because of that. So judge, all right? Discern, but do it in the right way. And, and there's, yeah, yeah, like if someone comes in here and, and they have a, a broken leg or they have something, something like physical ailment and we just, oh, I'm not going to judge them. You know, they just, you know, well, make, it, make an assessment. You can make a judgment and say, oh, this person needs help. Look at them, see people. But that doesn't mean you have to come up with a conclusion about who they are and how they're, what they're like. That's the thing. It's like take notes on people, but, don't, but leave the jury out. Leave the jury out because you don't know what they've been through, what they're going through, and, and you don't know what you would do in that situation if you had grown up in that household. So the solution that I, I, I come up with about this plank thing, about removing this plank from our eyes, it's like how do you remove this? The only place we can remove it, the only place we can remove it is at the cross. The cross is the only place that we're ever fully accepted. It's the only place that we're made right by Christ, by his death on the cross. It's the only place you'll ever be fully loved. It's the only place you can ever be your full self. If there's no cure for a disease and you think you have it, you're, you're not going to admit you have it. If there's no cure, you're not going to tell anybody. 
They had so many problems in, in the 80s where people would not, and even now sometimes, where people do not admit they have AIDS because they're so afraid of like, they're not being a, a, a cure. But now that there's a treatment, now that there's, there's things you can do, that there's, there's almost a, an ease with it. There's, there's more of an ease. It's the same way with our sins. Gosh, we have, we have, I have so many sins. I don't even see right now. I, I, there, there's, there's a lot that I see, but there's a ton more that I don't even see. And, and gosh, God in his mercy, I mean, he's just so gentle with us. He takes them one at a time and just knocks them down. And when we know how accepted we are, how loved we are, that no matter what we do, if we believe that Jesus died for us and, and that his life is on our life, no matter what we do, nothing can change his love for us and nothing we can do to make him love us more or to get him to love us less. Nothing. When we can rest in that, and relax and let our defenses down and our, our defense mechanisms, then we can accept who we really are. And we can let God show us what we're capable of, what we're all capable of. There's a beautiful quote by Mother Teresa that said that she, when she saw the depths and the darkness of Hitler within her, that made her want to dive into ministry. And I'm like, oh, that's really, oh yeah, that, that, that makes sense theologically, that yeah, yeah, she, that we all have darkness within us, but I challenge you today to really look at yourself and, and spend time on the cross. We're going to spend some time in a minute. Spend time sitting there and say, first of all, just ask God if, if it's safe. Ask God if it's safe to, to let down your guard around him. Sit there, and then once your guard is down, ask him to gently show you. Let him take you on that gentle journey, that gentle journey of showing you who you are and what you're capable of. I've had so many times inadvertently where he's just, uh, he's just shown me things where he's like, oh, Chris, you're Jonah. You're exactly like Jonah. And, and, and it's been, it, it was hard initially, but then it, was, then it was like a real like, whoa, okay, that's, now I can not only believe this in theory, but I can believe this in practice. And he's shown me that I'm Judas before. I'm just like, really? And he's like, yeah, yeah, you are, yeah. Like, like you have that potential within you. He showed me that I've been like the Israelites. You know, I've heard so many people say, you know, how could the Israelites, you know, betray God so much? How could they do that so much? You know, and it's like, and I shake my head because I've done that too. I've just, I've, I've done that so many times. Where I'm like, how could they do that? And God's like, no, you could do the same thing and you do the same thing. You leave me, you abandon me. I show you amazing miracles and you still betray me. You don't talk about me. You, you, you ignore me. You do it a lot, but I love you. And I have a plan for you, and you're, and you're not going to stay the same. You're going to change. You're going to transform. Watch it. Watch me work in you. So when we're capable of doing that, then when someone walks in who obviously has some sin on their, on their shoulder, or, or you're going to see it, then you can pray for them. Then you can actually intercess with them. And, and the first thing I want you guys to do, when you see someone, who, when, you, when God brings up a sin that someone else has, because he'll do that for us, he'll show us other people's sins, so we can pray for them. We can pray for each other. Not so we can gossip about them or judge them or look down on them. So we can intercess and say, God, help them with that. Help them with that thing. If you guys see a sin within me, pray for me, please. Please say, God, help him with his, all his problems. Help him with it. And give him your grace and transform him. Because that's what going to change. Rather than gossiping, rather than like going to tell someone else about it, or, or even just formulating an opinion like, oh, they're just that way. Chris is just that way, and he's never going to change. That's just who he is. And it's, it's so short-sighted, and it's so blinding, and it, and it hurts, and it causes so much pain in this world. So judge, but judge rightly. 
All right? Judge, but judge rightly. Okay? And see yourself in everybody. All right? This will be a challenge this week. See yourself in everybody. Whether it's a criminal on death row, you don't know. If you were abused, if you were beaten as a kid really hard, you might be a killer. You don't know. You don't know that. You have no idea what people have been through and what you would be like had you had a different life. No idea. And at least that will help us not justify behavior, but it'll help us to have compassion as we deal with people. And we can approach someone who has a sin and be like totally free. It's so awesome to, 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 to approach someone about a problem and be so free of judgment. Because it feels so sickening to have that judgment. Because you're like, I know this is wrong, but I feel like I'm better than you. And it's, it's, so, it's, it's disgusting. And it's untrue. But when you're free of that, it's awesome. It's so, I'm like, wow. Like, I can, I can really look you in the eye and have so much communion with you right now. Because I know that I would be in the exact same shoes. And if not, doing something worse. And that's, that's the freedom. And then that's the place of knowing that we have immense darkness within us. But we have Jesus on our side who is transforming us. Is the great, sin is the great equalizer. So judge, but judge rightly. All right, let's all close our eyes. I'm going to spend a couple minutes just, I want you to first ask God if it's safe. Ask him how safe he is to let down your guard, your defense mechanisms your fear of punishment if you admit mistake, all that's gone from the cross. There's no more fear of punishment. You are free and you are safe to joyfully admit all your sins.